0: On today's Taste of Hennessy, Jonathan and I dig into our love of New York, our recent Sex in the City binge, and of course, who are we? Hey everybody, it's Katie Hennessy.
1: And Jonathan Weaver.
0: We figured you needed one more podcast in your life, right? Why not? Why not? Um, and we feel like we're, you know, the right people to... We're mildly interesting. We're mildly interesting. <laughs> if you were like a Taco Bell hot sauce, you'd pick the... Mild, yeah, we're, right. I mean, medium
1: tastes better, but we're definitely mild,
0: we're definitely mild, but we're gonna get to hot eventually, anyways. Maybe even fire, maybe even fire. Welcome to our living room, workout room. Can
1: you tell it's all Kobe all the time?
0: Office space. Um, if you don't know us, we are married, uh, <laughs> guilty, and we met each other at ESPN, we
1: did we 2011. Did.
0: 2012. 12. I was um, here since
1: 2011. Dude. Yes, Just he's been 12.
0: here since 2011. So we both work at ESPN. Let's get that kind of stuff out of the way first. Giant Arkansas fan. Giant, yeah, guilty. Who's going to show you his tattoo? Um, giant Laker, Dodger, Los Angeles sports fan, local kids who come out and go to other teams. Definitely a fan of them.
1: Sports has been in our lives for quite some time.
0: Yeah, um, but the whole point of this is Besides just talking about things that matter to us or things that are interesting to us, we don't really have a theme, right? Like a lot of these podcasts you go to, you're just listening to a certain sport or certain...
1: Yeah. It has a, a focus that usually people gather into that they like.
0: Yeah. And I want this to be like a shared open space where we integrate friends and family and just shows and sports and things that... Oh, probably shouldn't touch something. Probably shouldn't do that um things that we just care about you know i could think off the top of my head 10 different people that i would love to just sit and talk about and hear not only what they do day to day but also how they're doing like a phone call with a friend i feel like that's a little bit lost especially during quarantine everybody's been kind of doing their own thing um i'm guilty of that as well but i think people just want to you know, be heard and feel important, and I have a lot of people that I love and care about that I would like to know more about and what they do on a day-to-day basis. And what
1: better than a podcast?
0: What better than a podcast? You know what I mean? Um, you can listen to this. You cannot listen to this. I'm going to try to put some clips on Instagram, but this is our first one, so we just kind of wanted to talk about what we're doing um, and where we're going to go from here. We don't really have a direction, so... We're just going to that awkward wing, second. It. Gonna cool. wing it. We're going to wing it. We're going to wing it. Um, But I think that we should kind of talk about uh, what's going on in our lives right now. Yeah. We kind of have a lot. It's like a lot, and then it's like the same all the time, right? So it's kind of...
1: So life is there, right? You, there's a balance of times when it's just chaos and hectic. And other times you're like, what am I doing? What's going on in the world? What are we doing on a day-to-day basis? But yeah. I think we have a good balance of that in our lives.
0: And some people feel a little like lonely I think right now and a little uncertain of what they should be doing or not doing. And I think a lot of the, um, things that we've been taught and the boxes that we're supposed to be checking are changing.
1: We were in our thirties and do we have it figured out?
0: No, hell no. no, Absolutely not. Um, we're also going to swear on this podcast. So sorry, Janice. Um, we, I don't know. I feel like we're very different from expectations that have been set before us in that we just got married. Yeah. Um, we Th- during not, a pandemic. Yeah. We, <laughs>
1: we had three guests to our wedding.
0: Yep. Shout Four out Liana to Liana Bogosian and her family. Um, and, and her parents love her parents. Liana's one of my good friends who should be on this podcast as well. Stay Liana. Liana. Um, she can get on here and talk about Reed's ride, she can talk about her job at Nesson. She could talk about being the queen of fucking Boston pizza for all (laughs) I care because she is. Um, But my whole thing is there's these expectations that you need to be married and you need to have kids or you need to have this job for so long or just all these things. And I think that this could just be like a good safe space for people to talk about like, I have no idea what I want to do, but I really like sitting at home and eating pizza you know, every third day and I'm watching into trash it. TV. I'm into it. Like <laughs> let's talk about Bravo. John and I just went to a watch what happens live taping.
1: We can't talk about it because we can't talk it about idea, it. It's
0: embargoed the information, the guests. We
1: were a virtual guest once and now we're in-person guests. So. We
0: were in-person guests and you better believe that Andy Cohen lit up when he saw his friend Jonathan Weaver. Um, we had some white claws. We hung <laughs> out in the studio.
1: We got had <laughs> Awkward glances from the other audience members for our awkward awesome glances and because and applause.
0: if you know either of us, I mean, I sure as hell am not quiet. I'm a Hennessy. He's yeah, become a Hennessy in nature in his uh, octave. Um, but yeah, we just want to get on here. We want to tell some fun stories. We want like that. Like that was really fun. I haven't been in New York since. I mean, I interviewed for a job right before the pandemic. I interviewed for a job. Um at ESPN right before the pandemic and I didn't get it. And then the pandemic happened. And that was the last time I was in New York, except for, what was that? Yesterday?
1: Yep. Yesterday. And then I think the thing about New York, if you've ever been there, it's like you either love it or hate it. There's there's no middle ground for New York city where you're like, oh, you know, I, I casually go and I, you know, it's whatever. It's, there's two extremes. It's either you absolutely love the hustle and bustle, the energy of that city. Or you cannot wait to leave.
0: And I'm a major, like, can't wait to leave. And that's not a knock on the city. I think that's more reflective of myself and this cocoon on my couch that I've built. And I feel like the taste of New York City that I've had has been very touristy. I haven't really gone with, like, a New Yorker who's, like, lived in New York when I was there. There's a
1: different vibe off of those, like, three streets that all the tourists go. Right.
0: Exactly. And that's kind of where we've been every time we've gone.
1: Yeah, guilty probably because we I tried it.
0: Yeah, but we're we don't know when, like we're just trying to navigate. So if you have a good New York place, let us know. Somewhere we're missing out on, but we've done the pizza places and
1: the carry steps.
0: The carry steps. Oh God, that's that's going to be what we talk about next. Is our God. our Sex in the City episode one through the movies and discuss, but. <laughs> The Sorry. last time we were in New York, it was very, like, purposeful. We went.
1: We drove there. We didn't take the train.
0: <clears throat> right.
1: We didn't take subways or taxis. We drove right to a parking garage, parked there.
0: Yes, and we, walked to where we went to, be. to the taping, and we had a great time with the embargoed guest. Any guesses will be great. Um, the episode airs on July 29th on Bravo, and we will be in the audience. Checked um, out. Don't mind the swear word on my shirt, Mom. Thank you um but that was a good time and that's that's kind of the new york that i look for like the eventized new york Um, uh, the streets felt the same i mean as it was pre-covid you had a lot of restaurants that had built outdoor patios um but besides that it felt very new york
1: yeah it was a muggy day hot day with the pavement and it just seemed like it. yeah new it was York's like back. that it's sweaty bad, and
0: baby. steamy new york Um that out.
1: it's yeah. interesting because like you you grew up in Los Angeles yeah you have that big city I mean
0: not LA but
1: yeah you've been to Los my Angeles my 20s you, you, were
0: all LA you yeah.
1: interned at in all the big locations in, in LA so yeah. you, you get large cities you drive in like four or five on the five you know those big traffic the cities 5
0: I've taught them so but, well <laughs> but and then
1: me obviously like from like middle nowhere east Texas you know pine trees galore like yeah. slow slow life and everything I can understand why I would hate New York Mm-hmm. But, like, you think you being from a town that's in a city that's had a lot of like, huge growth, like, you think yeah. you would have an appreciation for a large city, but you you have no interest. I
0: just don't. I'm not in New Yorker like, New Yorker. But you heart. like Boston,
1: which is I a large f- city. Oh,
0: I love Boston. I think it takes a special person, though. Like, in New York, you are walking with you are.
1: You can't look down at your phone. You're gonna get run over. You
0: are. I've almost been hit by a taxi, yeah. and I think that that is just the perfect representation that I am not a New Yorker. I'm not meant for that. Um, you're I remember. Moving in, you know. <laughs> I remember. I interned at MTV in Santa Monica. These were during the first Jersey Shore days, so it was like hot Jersey Shore cast, other shows coming up, you know, that kind of thing. Awkward was on and. Um, hard times was on so anyways when we had VMAs we would work
1: all all day
0: long hours right which is probably now not like okay but back then we just did it and I remember I would be in Santa Monica until midnight or whatever prepping for the VMAs and they had flown in the New York publicist team you know publicity team there was only a handful of them and there were even less of us because we were short-staffed in Santa Monica. Like I was an intern doing work probably of like an assistant or a publicist. Shout out Brandy Harry for um, giving me the opportunity. But I remember one of the New Yorkers I handed her like, you know, you get a tip sheet or a shot sheet and it has faces on it, right? Mm-hmm. So I was in charge of like printing those and figuring out the printer that didn't want to print color. All the like typical intern stories you have. And the New York girl was like, these LA people need to get out of my way. They are not fast enough. And in that moment, I was like, if I ever go to New York, I'm going to be chewed up and spit out because not that it hurt my feelings, but I just was like, I, oh, I hit the mic again. I think I'm, I'm going fast. Like, I think I'm doing a very good job. <laughs>
1: Right, and it's just a different space and time for everyone.
0: Yeah, so I, I'm not saying I don't like New York, but if you were to ask me, like, hey, would you want to live there? I, like, don't think so, even though we're right next it's just, to it.
1: It's just wild to me, like, being from a town of, like, mm. 10,000 folks. Like, looking at New York City, and you're like, there's millions of people that live here.
0: Millions, just stacked. And then,
1: and it's not like, like, in my small town, like, you know, people worked at the paper plant. Like, okay, so, like. You knew 30 people work at the paper plant. There's millions of people in New York City that you have no clue what they're doing. And their lives are no vastly different than what everyone else's lives are.
0: Like, I can't even imagine when we walk around New York, what the hell does an Amazon driver do? Like, how? where are you stopping? How you live, you live are on, you on the
1: 35th floor. How do you get your groceries like, up there? Like,
0: yeah, we watch um, Million Dollar Listing New York. And every time, we're just, like, fucking blown away at these stairs. And that people just skirt around it. Like, oh, yeah, my kid's going to get on this bus and get off. Like, I don't. And it knowing which subway
1: stop you have to get on and yes. where do you connect on the subway. But that
0: tells us that we're not meant for that, for us. Because and people who are people there listen, are probably exactly. laughing at us right and now. And people
1: listening are like, wow, that sounds awesome. We should go. It's, <laughs> it's one of those places that like I try to go once a year.
0: Yeah, once a year. Just to like good. remind
1: myself that I got it pretty good in the middle of nowhere Connecticut.
0: Yeah, I really like our little <laughs> middle of nowhere. Speaking of middle of nowhere, so another transition. I mean, I want to get back to what you talked about, about where you live, because – John's from Texarkana, Texas, and I love it. When I go home, I feel like I'm at home with the Weavers. Um, it's just, I love that town. But it's it's quite tiny. And I thought being from Norco, Corona, California area, that mine was small. But then you go to Texarkana, Texas, and that was probably very bad. Sorry, Paula. Um, Paula and Brian, I, I love their accents so much. But let's talk about where you're from, John, okay? So... Jonathan is from Texarkana, like we talked about. He went yep. to school in Fayetteville, Arkansas, so he's kind of had that small vibe up until ESPN, probably, right?
1: Yeah, you could, I mean, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Even ESPN out here, it kind of feels like the middle of nowhere.
1: But Arkansas, I mean, there's you know, a graduating class of like 6000 so, I mean,
0: it's... My Cal State Fullerton College of Comm was 10000 so... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and? <laughs> but, I mean, I, I feel
1: like yes texture kind small but i never had that small town mindset like i felt like mm-hmm. moving out of my own to connecticut to work at espn was always a dream yeah. a lot of my friends and people i went to high school with they were happy and content being whatever the job description was in Texas, so i never felt like i was constrained in my hometown
0: okay because you just always kind of
1: i never was like um yeah I, like yeah. some people are like This is their bubble, and that's they can't go out of that bubble.
0: Right, a lot of people from my hometown too, same way, or my high school.
1: And I think me and you both were at a point in our lives where we felt like we could go outside that bubble and succeed. And I think we've thrived. And I think that's it takes a special person, but also like it's interesting to see how our lives ended up.
0: I just think you're an interesting person in general. Like, obviously, I married him, so I I like a lot about him. (laughs) But even just hearing you talk and open about this, like, I think it's interesting for people who know us because you're kind of like this enigma right like everyone thinks that you're so nice and you are very very nice let's not get it my I got my hair done today and he walks in and gives me a coffee and it's like hi to my shout out my um uh hair artist her name's Brooke and she she is an artist she literally uses a paintbrush she's an artist um I mean
1: I mean there's a reason I'm wearing a
0: hat anyway um, Clips. shout and, out sport
1: clips <laughs> They mean well.
0: John, John walks in and walks out of the room. Two seconds. She's like, he's so incredibly nice. I'm like, I know. She has to say that she wants a good tip. No, 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 no. She's very sweet. Um, and she's just telling the truth. But I think that that's one thing that will be interesting about us doing this podcast is I think sometimes people think, thank you for adjusting my microphone. Your face in there. Um, my face. Um, I think that people sometimes don't know you as well as they could because it's purposeful. Like, purposeful. yeah, I think that you're like very strategic about that, and you kind of keep people you love close to the best. Yeah. But I also think sometimes I speak for both of us, and I'm I'm really trying not to do that. But you know me, I'm like blah, blah. so.
1: And that's, then that's in, not the, a bad in the Hennessy or... family, yeah, it's
0: trying to get a word in.
1: Dating you, meeting your family—it's—it's yeah. it, it's, it's treacherous.
0: It's treacherous. He said treacherous.
1: Your your father's one. Kelly
0: of... <laughs> and Janice treacherous. <laughs> well, your
1: your, your parents—you know your your dad—huge family. So yeah,
0: one of twelve, baby of twelve. So that, I mean, when
1: you think of a family of twelve, you think okay, so you, you have to fight to get a word in. Yes. So your dad's had that training from a young age of fighting to get his words in to make yes. a statement to make a point. Okay,
0: to... I can see that.
1: And then growing up, I'm sure that's got to be hard because they all have different viewpoints and different understandings of what's going on so
0: different goals
1: in my family my dad is this only child my mom is one brother yeah like they their whole lives have been you know silence pretty much Now a house of 13 people that are you know talking and just conversing that's a, that's a lot yeah, of noise 14, 14, people. 14 yeah. Yeah. yeah it's mm-hmm. a lot of noise
0: grandma hennessy is a saint god bless her and now my mom is grandma hennessy so i get what you're saying it's it's, it's a lot
1: not, not that it's now it's just there's a lot of voices so that many voices that you're just trained to be talkative and express yourself and, and what have you so that's not a bad thing but that's the training that's the growing up that you've done in your family
0: yeah but whereas I, me
1: i'm like we could sit there and be silent for hours and times.
0: they are silent when i go over there i feel like i'm the only one talking sometimes so but
1: but, the, but then coming into our relationship and, and now marriage it's like i'm the new person so i'm the one that gets all the questions
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i get all the the you know Wants to know what's going on and then it's hard for me to be like as talkative as I should be because you are you you and your family are at a higher level of of uh, communication.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure if you asked Tyler Top, he would tell you the same thing. It's just picking your spot, right? Yeah,
1: you just have to play off play off of what's going on and just be a conversing member of the family, which yeah. I, I love your family to death and
0: I just think in general though, you, you as families. A, you as a person, you're just so long fused that you're gonna let other people speak their mind and you're gonna let other people Kind of um, say what they need to say, and you're not an internalizer. That's the wrong way to say it because that has kind of a negative connotation to it. But you will like be able to sit there and translate it, and you people will get the most out of you because you genuinely think about what people are telling you.
1: I don't want this podcast turned into talking about me, but no. Yes. But I think
0: it's interesting to hear from you because a lot of the times people just are like, "Oh, John, he's so nice," and it's like. He absolutely is, but he's a person of depth with a lot of opinions, and he is exactly what you think with the fuse and the patience. So
1: I just feel like personally, like I, it's easier for me to, like you said, sit on my feelings and just kind of observe what's going on. While other people feel like they have to get their word in, if they, they have to make a statement, they have to, they have to express themselves and, and say what they're thinking. Whereas I'm okay, well having having same thoughts or different thoughts or whatever, and in, internalizing myself and, and kind of keeping them.
0: And that, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because I think the quietest person in the room is usually the smartest person, right? I've heard that over and over again. If you've read the Bible, I mean, it talks about that as well. But I don't know. I just think you have an interesting story to being from Texarkana and always knowing that you wanted to do TV and doing TV in high school and then excelling at TV in college and then getting an internship at ESPN where it was only one person from your school like I think that your life you have hit every goal and now even you know associate with the directing. most amazing woman. Oh, thank you. You're very sweet of you. We were always kind of meant to be it feels like.
1: Yeah, especially like I don't want to like knock meeting
0: her. each other. I don't want
1: to knock our original position at ESPN but yeah. We were in a position where we didn't want to be. Like no, it, it's yeah. it was a, it was yeah. a foot in the door job.
0: And which and they we, know they called yeah. it a, a diving board Place.
1: But like some people, when they're in, have their foot in the door, they they kind of settle where they're at, and you and I have never settled. No, we've always wanted better. And for there's ourselves. nothing wrong
0: with settling. It's like no. knowing your limit, and that's you know.
1: Well, that's different. I think, and for you and I particularly, we were able to put that foot in the door and expand and grow, and, yeah. and and take what we needed from that job, obviously, and learn from it, but continue to push the ball up the hill and and get to where we wanted to be. I
0: mean, you've done a hell of a job because you went from. Our position was, you know, with content technologies, and then you took that position, and they wanted to promote you within that department, but that was never your goal. Your goal has always been to direct College Game Day, and here you are, Associate Directing, and you worked on Game Day last year, and you've won multiple Emmys, so I feel like you are just ticking all those boxes and getting where you need to go. Sure. Sure. Sure see that's <laughs>
1: she said it perfectly why not
0: um can we also talk about can we just go back to what we we're talking about before if you're just now joining us it's jonathan weaver katie hennessy we're on a taste of hennessy podcast episode
1: one season
0: season one, one. hopefully there's a episode two, two. <laughs> we finish each other's sandwiches, sandwiches. um Actually, we don't because I like gluten free, dairy free, and uh, he has the meats. Yeah, he's he's like add everything to it, please. Him and Janice, same same um, taste levels. Um, and for those who don't know, Janice is my beautiful, wonderful mother, amazing woman, amazing woman. Um, this is recording us, right? Is that volume just the yeah. kickback? Okay, yeah. it's our first podcast. I'm getting used to my little setup. Um, so let's go back to what we were talking about. We were in New York. We were at a Watch What Happens live taping. Thank you for organizing that. We'd love to be the clubhouse. It's so fucking cool. Um, got a lot of dirt about the person that was on the episode, but the episode's not out until the 29th. Yep. So we have to keep that one in. Maybe, shall the, shall. Yeah, maybe the 28th we'll talk about that and then post it on the 29th. But I want to go back to something you said. You said in New York there are the Sarah Jessica Parker, Carrie Bradshaw Steps. And that leads me to uh quarantine activities insert graphic here. Um We have watched every episode of Sex in the City up until the movies together.
1: But so you've probably watched it multiple times.
0: I've watched I was sitting there actually like kind of mentally like ticking in my head. Um oh, have I seen that one? I probably out of all of them didn't see like five episodes.
1: And then another cop topic, which is kind of fun. Is, so you didn't watch the HBO's originally? You watched the reruns? No, re- it, re- I
0: didn't. I mean, I only discovered Sex in the City. I think when I lived by myself in Burbank. So what was I? Twenty-three or twenty-four when I first discovered. So you that. watched
1: on reruns on. I e. would watch
0: reruns on E and Bravo. So we're sometimes. talking
1: edited for TV. So co- so
0: yeah, edited for time out. Yeah, and for time and for time.
1: So so you you pro- I mean you've probably learned some more from the series. Oh yeah, as a multiple oh, yeah. season viewer. Yeah,
0: lots of <laughs> there. I mean, I think that show's great, but again, it's like New York City. You love it or you hate it. I don't think there's really. I think if someone puts that on, you're not going to sit and casually watch eight episodes in a row unless you like it. And that's kind of what they do on E is they just, you know, they have the rights to to it. Yeah. And they just sit and pump it out. It's like E and MTV and these networks have kind of turned into like re-airings of popular, you know, cult-like following shows and movies. Like we see the Devil Wears Prada every single time we turn on MTV pretty much to watch Catfish. Love you, Cammie. We love you, Cammie. I'm going to try to get you to talk to us. I have booked Cammie at work, actually, and she is fantastic. She is a beautiful human being. But anyways, we watched Sex and the City all the way through, and I just wanted to get a couple quick thoughts from Jonathan on this, because I was shocked at who his favorite character was. Shocked.
1: I mean, honestly, I think everyone's... Does anyone have a guess? This is everyone's favorite character. No, it's not. If it's not, then you've, you've poorly watched the series.
0: Here is the big reveal for episode one. We are going to tell you, and I'm going to tease this too. As the oh,
1: tease so I'm not going to reveal it right now. No,
0: you're going to reveal it, but the tease is going to be listen to here <laughs> at minute 23, <laughs> what Jonathan's favorite Sex and the City character is. So if you guessed.
1: Am I saying it? You're
0: going to say it. I right know? Yeah. Come on, don't get shy now. You love her. Shar, shar. <laughs> he loves Shar, shar. And by Shar, shar, we mean Charlotte. Charlotte, Charlotte York. Davis. Yeah. Uh, Kristen Davis, she's beautiful. She's the
1: star of the show. She, she
0: is not the star of the show.
1: She should be called Charlotte in the city, not Sex in the City. <laughs> SJP.
0: Took me on So we're gonna do our rankings right now of Sex in the City characters. <clears throat> so we go favorite to least favorite. Okay, you go first. Okay, and I, this is her names. To this is also. Two, <laughs> you just named two of them. So this microphone, me, I need, need to learn some framing here. We are going to go from – Also, putting your hands on the table. I know. We're on a table. Literally, in our living room, we have a treadmill. We have our eating, dining table. We have our Emmys. We have our TV. We have – like this needs to be a basement space, but it's like 300 square feet. Stay tuned. Anyways, stay tuned because we're building a new house. (laughs) Maybe we'll have an episode about that. (laughs) Um, So it's going to go from your favorite to your least favorite, but also keeping in mind like you're gauging the value of them to the show.
1: Okay. Done. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay. I got to rack my brain to make sure I have all the names. Okay.
1: You know. What I'm talking
0: about. Samantha Miranda, Carrie Charlotte.
1: Charlotte's last?
0: Yeah. That's why when you said oh that, I was God. like, mm. and like, it doesn't even match up with your celebrity crushes. So John's celebrity crushes, he's told me in the past and I'm like, go for it. Um, <laughs> Hayden Panettiere, which beautiful, stunning, kind of on the off the path right now um and Mila Kunis who I absolutely am like yes love her um I've been around Mila Kunis one time not Hayden Mila Kunis is a gem she's beautiful I gave her a drink and she asked me to make it stronger so she's the badass of that couple in my opinion but anyways it was just interesting because I'm like those don't equal Charlotte to me in my brain so you tell me your ranking
1: Charlotte number one obviously okay
0: obviously why uh
1: because she's just a kind-hearted of soul that cares for others and, 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 and she's the glue to that, that force on She
0: kind of is because she just kind of tells people how it is but like in a, in a polite way.
1: And plus like without her then everyone's just like a wild child. Like you have
0: okay Carrie
1: being annoying and
0: I mean we both can agree out. Carrie's very annoying. Carrie the, was the villain of that show as well. <laughs>
1: you've got the ginger not figuring it out.
0: Oh my god you can't say the ginger. <laughs> I don't know her Miranda. name.
1: Miranda. Uh, and then uh, and then uh, what's her name?
0: Samantha. Samantha would just have a lot of uh, unpredicted sex.
1: <laughs> so I would go, but Okay, hit so, it. So so Sharshar Samantha. Char?
0: Okay. Uh Miranda, Miranda <laughs> and then
1: and then Sarah Jessica.
0: Okay, Carrie. And it's a damn shame because then big
1: versus what's the guy's name?
0: Oh, Aiden. Aiden should have married Aiden. Burger. Burger. Hopefully in the next movie Burger. <laughs> fuck out of here. Hopefully in the next movie she um comes to her senses for the third or fourth <laughs> time and gets with uh Aiden.
1: Yeah. So one so you, you, you <laughs> yeah. who, who's, who's your number yeah. one.
0: My number one is um Samantha and who's not okay. on the who, she's not on the reboot.
1: Without her sh- without her in the show.
0: Without Samantha it would, it would be and the city.
1: And it would plus <laughs> and, yeah and the fan, it, you, and like 8 year olds could probably watch the show if she wasn't.
0: Yeah, but that's what makes it like spicy. That was the edginess crunchy. of what made yeah. an HBO show. But she was also like, I love that attitude of I'm not going to fit in the traditionalist right. female box. Exactly. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do my work. I'm going to have sex like a man. And guess what? If you want to judge me, that's fine. But I'm so in tune with myself that it doesn't really bother me. And guess what? I'm probably making more money than you. And I 100% relate to that. It's not my situation, but I, I felt that. You know, Carrie. I feel like bullshit. You're you're affording that right. apartment those clothes and you're writing a column like no knocks to writers but i just don't think it just was her story's never believable to me
1: so uh, first off i know this is your podcast but if no, i know it's
0: if, our I, podcast but, so, okay so we're going for it i promise
1: this is not a sex in the city no podcast. it's
0: definitely not we're going to talk about sports and <laughs> will middlebrooks needs to get his ass in here and talk to us about baseball but you know but what I
1: mean? on this topic of sex in the city yes tell me uh so the one thing about I forgot my train of thought.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. See, I do this to cool. all the time. The, okay, let
1: me think about it. Oh, so Sex in the City. Yes. For women in the city, right? Four but women. But what in was the interesting city. to me the glue was that I didn't know this until obviously because I've never watched it until yeah. I watched it with you. This yeah. quarantine was there. Thank
0: you, by the way. It was very loving of you.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh the thing about that series is it was written by a gay man I believe about so. his three gay, Best gay, gay friends. friends. Yeah.
0: Let's and, and, let's make and, sure that that's right. If that's wrong, someone fact check us. But, but that's I, what we've heard.
1: But believing that now and then watching the show, it's interesting because it's like then that kind of changes the whole the dynamic of the series. And then it's interesting. It's just an interesting way to look at a series.
0: Yeah, if you look at it as four gay men and their lives in New York, I mean. It it to me it translates. Yeah. I feel like that that I mean I'm not a gay man, but I feel like that can be an accurate depiction there.
1: But it, it makes it because when you mm-hmm. think of the series, oh, it's just four women, you know, being like best friends. But then when four gay men and this and it's written as gay men portrayed by females, it's interesting. It's the way. of It like is interesting because I
0: wonder if there's like. Oh, it's expected because it's women. Like, that That genderism of things always yeah. is interesting to me. Like, oh, it's expected that Carrie's going to go spend her bottom dollar on some new shoes. But if a gay man did that, well, he's got a job. It's his money. Right. You know, it's Or any man. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's – it's it's a show that's interesting to look at. And I think the spinoff will be interesting. But we'll have to see how that goes without the sex of the sex in the city.
1: But other, like, grandparents –
0: I know. That photo was wildly photoshopped and not the best.
1: And then, like, I mean, they've had other spinoffs, right? They've had, like, a prequel to Sex and the City.
0: Yeah, the CW And they've Kateri also had, Show. like, and they
1: had, like uh, another, like, kind of spinoff. Right? I mean,
0: they've, they've done movies, multiple movies. they talked just... about another movie, and apparently they hate each other, so who knows?
1: I just feel like this kind of goes to the whole thing of movies being recreated and mm-hmm. in musical versions, and it's like are there only five storylines in, in Hollywood
0: having worked um in the movie industry and it's like not a knock but I feel like a lot of ideals ideas just, are recycled right so it's
1: interesting to me that like they're trying to stretch the series out like they had a friends reunion on yeah so successful fresh let's the, do it again fresh reunion. Yeah, it's like, the
0: fresh prince one was good though right like, but I had never seen friends and I never want to I think that that is a stolen show idea and a waste of time sorry
1: but I mean, the thought's the same. It's like my kid. Instead of having new content, it's like let's just have a reunion of something that
0: happened tonight. Yeah, because it hit so big, and now it's coming back around with this Gen Z TikTok culture. You know, I see clips of Rachel on TikTok, and that's how you know you're old
1: when you're watching stuff that was new to us as child, as children. And yeah, but I young didn't. Adults.
0: I didn't watch Prime. Right. But you knew it existed. I, yeah, I knew it existed. Yeah. I I was more Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You know.
1: Yeah, both on NBC. So. Yeah. When I
0: when I interned at NBC, I had a desk. She's done a lot, folks. (laughs) I had a desk right next to. I did entertainment TV publicity, very specific. I had a desk next to the guy who was the publicity point person on Friends, and that was, I mean, all the crazy stories, intern stories that you want to know. I will tell you because it is very much like Devil Wears Prada. (laughs) Very interesting. Um. So, yeah, this is this is our podcast episode one. It's me and Jonathan, and we're going to try to get some guests in here. I think Amy uh, Kanarak, Amy Prah Kanarak, um, she's going to jump in here and tell us about, her, you know, what she's got going on with her two beautiful girls, and, you know, she's been at multiple different studios now. She... Works hard and kicks ass, and I think she'd be a very interesting guest. Um, because
1: because being a mom doesn't define you, and no, it either does your job so It's, exactly. it's, it's great to see a balance of both from from people in huge parts. Of Which the I think
0: is a unicorn because during my time, again, this is only my experience. I'm not saying this is for everybody. I've seen it either one way or totally the other way, and it's hard to find that balance. Like. Bravo to any families out there, people who are making it work, especially during quarantine and having kids at home. Like, I don't... It's not easy. I don't know how they do it. I honestly don't. There's major, major kudos. Even without a job, like, take the job out of it. Just having kids right now, I can't even imagine. But we're going to dig into it. We're going to get some of our friends on here. um, Taste of Hennessy. Taste of Hennessy, you know. Let's let's try it out. And if you guys have any ideas, like, let us know. Otherwise, it's just going to be us kind of talking about what's going on we got our our wedding coming up even though we're married already we're having like our wedding the party um we're building a new house out here in Connecticut which should be cool um so yeah just getting along and probably like a lot of you in sweatpants most every day and on the couch and getting used to this new normal where I don't really think we're ever going to go back to how we did it before but we'll have we'll have an array of guests on here I can already think of You know, nurse friends and doctor friends and entertainment friends and sports friends, just on the gamut, right?
1: We get Sarah Jessica Parker on.
0: (laughs) All right, Kristen Davis. No, Char Char though, never. (laughs) Um, On that note, I think that that's it. This is our first episode, uh, season one, as you would say.
1: You've been listening to Taste MC Podcast. Check it out where you check out any podcast.
0: And we'd be happy to also be sponsored by Right Spark.